Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is a solo episode. A couple things are probably going to be a little bit shorter. Not a lot to talk to, uh, to talk to, to talk about. Uh, there's some stuff that's coming up. So uh, before we get into the meat of this episode, some quick plugs, some quick things that are coming up. Number one, we are going to be doing a Last Jedi review it will either be a separate episode or part of our big year ending episode year end episode which will probably be two in two parts that will be coming out next right before the new year next possibly even uh on the actual on actual new year's eve we will see what happens with that uh the last jedi review will probably go up after that, we uh, this is going to be one of those situations kind of with Justice League, but this one's a little bigger, just kind of waiting, getting around so everyone can go see it, because we're going to be talking a lot of spoilerly stuff and nerdy things and problems. Also, just a former guest of the podcast, Luke Thayer, is going to be recording his album at New York Comedy Club on January 14th. So that's in a couple of weeks. You can get, uh, to, if you follow at Luke there, I think it's at Luke there comedian on Twitter, you can get your tickets ahead of time. He's going to be recording his album there So uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, so go, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people there, but he is an awesome, funny, cool dude, and he's recording his first album, and you should go. We should all go support him because he is awesome. But, yeah, uh, New York Comedy Club. You can go to New York Comedy Club for info, although I believe the tickets are a little bit more expensive there. So, yeah, I will post the link probably in a week or two, you know, about the 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 link to, for the $10 uh, tickets. So, yeah, there is that. What else? There's not a lot. I mean, at NerdProQuo... On Twitter, haven't been tweeting a lot of things, a tweeting a little bit about what we're going to talk about mostly in this episode, but for the most part, the live tweeting of TV shows, as many of you know, will probably be off until the 15th. We missed uh, the last episode of Runaways. Uh, we're probably going to be doing, in also in two weeks, a big old uh, season one kind of wrap up for Runaways and a couple of other shows that are uh, that have been running online and stuff. But yeah, let's see. Well, let's get into the main thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode. I'm not going to talk about it too much because everyone, it came out this weekend on Friday, uh, yesterday. Yeah, not yesterday, uh, two days ago, uh, and that is bright. On Netflix, and I, there's been a, as you may or may not have noticed, it's been kind of universally panned by the critics. I have been having some issues, uh, and we we might actually come back to this, come back to Bright, but there are a bunch of people who have just you know outright refused to watch it, and I will get into the some of the reasons why some people have outright just refused to watch it. In a moment, but uh, kind of universally bad reviewed, which many of us who saw the preview were just like, that just looks like it's going to be bad. Uh, so, as many times do with these 
reviews that are eventually going to go kind of negative because there's going to be a lot of negative that I'm going to talk about about Bright, but and and the quote unquote controversies behind it. Although they're not really kind it's less to do with uh, Bright itself than it has to do with uh, two of the people who are the two main people behind Bright. So let's get to some of the good stuff. Okay. So the action sequences, generally speaking, and some of the fantasy world building in the movie are are pretty good. If you don't know what Bright is, Bright is this uh, sort of, it's a mashup of a fantasy, it's basically a, a buddy cop sort of training day cop movie mashed up with like Lord of the Rings or like Lord, Lord, what if Lord of the Rings went all the way to modern, the modern period and there were still elves and orcs and, you know, other races kind of blent in with, you know, modern humans and also fairies and a whole bunch of other stuff. And there's like a history and all like the different races Literally, it, they're not even trying to be allegorical or any or subtle about it. It's literally the whole thing is basically a one giant movie about racism, which at its surface, if you just take all of those things, it's actually the central concept of the film I don't think is actually flawed. And like I said, there are some pretty good action sequences in it. There's some cool... There's some so it's it's weird to say I can't talk about the good things without immediately caveated and caveated like the bad things that come along with those the, the the really bad things that come along with those good things so the world building is interesting uh, at, at 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 a very abstract level it's the idea it's there's I don't think and I know there are people out there who fundamentally disagree with that. I don't think that the central concepts about Bright or mashing up those two movie those two movie genres is necessarily a, a horrible idea. I'm sure there are people out there who will disagree with me. And keep in mind this is just my opinion. If you have different opinions, I would love to hear them because I know they've been mostly negative and this one is going to be in the end. I had to spend a lot of time <laughs> processing this movie. Cause and and reaching out to people and uh, because as uh, if I have mentioned it on this podcast, but if there are listeners out there who don't know this, I am white, and as a white person watching it, there were and as a white person who kind of tries to be aware of you know race relations and and things that are problematic when I see them on film or and I've definitely become more aware of them from doing this podcast and from having you know, all the co-hosts and guests that I have, I definitely watched this film going, there's parts of this, there's a concept here that I think might have worked, but everything I'm seeing seems wrong, and I need to go and reach out and see if anyone else has seen this and is basically coming up with the same result, and then I saw some commentary of people who really liked it, but I couldn't trust any of those because because all the people who I saw who really liked Bright, at least the brief things that I saw, were all white. So I was just like, oh, so the the discomfort I'm feeling 
isn't going to be reinforced or debated by these people because they're all white. So basically, one of the central tenets, and it's it's really sledgehammery in Bright, is race relations. Now, in this, it's literally like you could argue that they call them races, but they could be different species, and it also breaks down class-wise. So the elves are rich and well-to-do and, you know, all that. The orcs are, like, street people and thugs and, you know, in gangs. And, and this uh, the central character, who is not played by Will Smith, is, like, the first orc police officer. And there's also, you know, a couple, like, magic has been gone for years, and there's a whole plot where they find a magic wand. I'm sure if you've watched a preview, you know all this is basically the premise. I, I won't even get into the details of it because, like I said, some of the, like, the the fantasy elements of it and, like, the action sequences and the world building, if you could put the race, the obvious kind of trying to do social commentary thing that the movie did, the it's it's super frustrating to watch, I think, because you see the elements of what might have been a really good movie. And now I'll get to the basically the reason I know I've been kind of burying the lead here of the reason why I don't think it works. Number one, David Ayers uh, directed Suicide Squad. Obviously, if you watching Suicide Squad and then you watch Bright and you're like, OK, this is clearly not something that you were a capable enough director or a nuanced enough director to handle. And the other problem, which I didn't even realize until I Googled this, which, by the way, if you don't know about this, uh, you should Google and, and go into some of the background as to why this is all. And the one of the big problems with Bright is that it was written by Max Landis. And Max Landis is definitely, definitely not the person to be addressing any of the issues that this movie tries to address. And I will get to some of the things that I think, I, and and I'll, I would love it if people could hit, hit us up on Twitter, at NerdPoco on Twitter, or in the comments to this episode, because I definitely want to talk about this movie more, maybe to just clarify some of the things. It's like, because there were so many things in this movie that I watched, and I was immediately like, this seems wrong. And since I was watching it by myself, I was just like, there was no one to turn to and go, this is wrong, right? This is fucked up. Like, th there's... What I'm watching is really super messed up, right? Like, I'm not just imagining things. Because sometimes, you know, as nerds, especially as, like, a nerd like myself, you and you're trying to be social aware, but if you're not watching it with someone who is also, you know, if you're not watching it necessarily with a person of color or, like, a, if it addresses, like, women's issue, if you're not watching it with a woman, you can get into your own head about it and just be like, I, 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 part, I feel like this is wrong, but I need to turn to someone who isn't white and confirm, like, this is wrong, right? Uh... But, okay, so Max Landis, the reason why, and, and I didn't know any of this going in, by the way, uh, about Max Landis, because my only frame of reference, as with some people, I'm guessing a lot of people with Max Landis, was Chronicle, and Chronicle was great, uh, and my perspective on Max Landis was that he was, you know, a really imaginative dude who had some great, like, fantasy ideas and addressing some, like, 
genres and some old like you know archetype type stuff and then he just if you look this up there were some like some twitter rants he was in a dispute with lexi alexander who was who uh a whole thing with lexi alexander who was also a director basically the really short compacted version of all of this and you can google all this and look it up if you want to is he's a young white dude who had some opinions that he probably should have thought through or talked with some other people about before he opened up his mouth and started putting them on the internet. And he said some super problematic stuff about, you know, white... Per- st- not even You know what? I'm not even going to say problematic. I'm going to say de- just dumb stuff about white male privilege that he just... It was one of those things was like, uh, like I say, I didn't even know any of this. Go- I, I had watched Bright already without noting this and then like reached out to a couple other, you know, podcast people. DJ Benjamin, thank you. Shouts out to you. Again, uh, reached out to him on Twitter. There's apparently a bunch of people had written, <laughs> had reached out to him about Bright and he was just like, stop asking me about Bright if you want to know why I don't want to talk about this, just Google Max Landis and Lexi Alexander, which is what I did, and then I was just like, fuck. Okay, fuck this dude now. Because, yeah. And having that as context, I mean, it. it, I think it helped that I, I watched Bright and still thought that so much of it was seemed problematic at the time. And then like basically went on the internet and was just like, are the the things that I think are super problematic in this movie? Are they, are they? Yes. And it turns out, yes, I was right. They are super problematic and I will go down the list in a minute, but it all stems from the fact that Max Landis is, was really not the person to be writing, not writing. He probably might've been okay. Had he, just written a cop buddy movie that was also a sort of fantasy film. He might have been okay if he had just done that. The problem is that it's tried to be this social commentary on like racism and you know how the cops interact with with black people because it's it's look I don't, no one has actually written this on the internet so I people like I said confirm or deny this but the orcs were clearly supposed to be proxies for black people and it just that in and of itself is really problematic but then to have it addressed the way it was and the whole thing I mean especially if you've like if you look up Max Landis and and like the way he talks about these things it's just like oh this is what you thought you were doing what you were addressing, you were, but you didn't realize that you are not a person with experience or any sort of like barometer for how to address this appropriately. Like you just, you didn't have the wherewithal and apparently didn't have anyone else around you had the wherewithal to tell you that this, you weren't the person to be addressing these issues. You and your supreme white privilege, which as a white person is 
No, you know, I was gonna say it's a weird thing to say, but I don't, I don't think it is because white people calling other people on their white privilege is fine. But, but he was just like, oh, dude, you, you just so are not the person who should be talking about this at all. And so, yeah, just the fact that the orcs in and of themselves, that idea to have the orcs be the proxies for black people is just like, that in and itself is problematic. The, the, the elves, there's some super problematic stuff in there about, you know, whiteness, even though they're elves. And also there, there, there's literally, and again, this is actually typical of like a Max Landis thing. It's just like, there, there is, I mean, a, of course, it's a fantasy movie and it's a buddy cop movie. So there's like literally no, no good handling of female characters at all. Like the two elf, like female elves, it's just are just handled terribly and just the man can't write female characters, which is not a surprise. But just so much of the movie when I read, I was just like was confirmed by like Max Landis and the way he talks about these things not in a creative context. So when, you know, I went back to kind of think about this and record this podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why all of that felt wrong in this movie. And there's a lot of people who just, like, having knee-jerk reactions to this movie. I'm actually glad I didn't read any of your reviews before I watched it. I, I can't... It's weird. I can't say that people should watch it or shouldn't watch it. I think you should make your own decision based on maybe what I'm saying and what you've read to watch it as a, like if you're reading it was like, oh, everyone thinks this is shitty, I just won't watch it. Or and, or you read certain things and you're just like, oh, that's, or what I'm saying right now is like, yeah, I don't need to see that. Totally, I agree, that's fine. But I also, there's a certain, I wasn't, Going to watch it. Here's the way I went into this. Okay, let me let me. Since I'm not talking with another person right now, I could, you're gonna have to deal with me processing my thoughts in real time, as I'm talking about this. Is I went into it going, this is probably going to be bad, and there's probably going to be parts of it that are super problematic, if not overtly offensive. But I'm going to watch it as a, like a weird experiment and like, let's see. And I know this is a weird habit, but I have this thing. It goes back way back to when I was young where it's just like, I know this is going to be fucked up and I'm probably going to, parts of it will make me angry. But I need to see how bad this is going to be. And I have seen a lot of shitty, shitty, shitty movies with that in mind. And what makes this movie, what makes Bright even more frustrating, almost, and almost more anger-inducing, is that there's a kernel of a good idea in there, some good ideas in there, some super clever or even a, a, a movie that could have been great had completely other people been behind the making, writing, and creating of it. And you almost wish that, like, 
This is like that if Max Landis like came up with this idea and someone else went, that's a really good, like, cool idea, dude. You shouldn't be that. You shouldn't write that. Which is a weird thing to say to someone who's like a creative person who's like, wow, that's a really cool idea, but you shouldn't write it. Uh, or not even you shouldn't write it, but it's like, you should probably collaborate with some people, other people writing it. So yeah, ultimately, I think, Bright, and I won't even address the fact that Will Smith is a star and Will Smith is in it. And Will Smith, I am. I didn't even check this, but I'm willing to bet is also one of the producers. We're going to put aside for the moment that Will Smith has not made good acting, producing, or other, generally speaking, decisions in his life the past. I, I'm go, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe decade. I mean, he there was a couple, maybe one or two movies in there where he was great in it, but there's there's just been a couple questionable whenever he does a genre film it's just always like this is gonna be a problem it's like i guess it's it started i don't even think it started well wild wild west but it's it's definitely was put in the spotlight by wild wild west where it's just like there's some i don't and i i don't i i understand that will smith isn't completely to blame for this but it's just like you probably shouldn't do that a lot of people had that argument about Hancock. I'm one of the few people who, despite its massive problems, th- not the same type of problems that, that Bright has, but that Hancock, I actually really like Hancock. And I think there was, a, there, like I said, same similarly, though didn't go wrong in as offensive a way, is that Hancock had a, c- a couple kernels of good ideas in it. And so does Bright. So did Bright, but man. And I also like uh, part of my thing about like what I was saying is like it's either really interesting. What I originally posted was like it's either really interesting or super like fascinatingly bad slash offensive. And my big thing is like I I'm not. Uh, like I, I have a feeling I'm coming back to the original point, which is like I have a feeling that other people are gonna find this who aren't white are gonna find this whole movie deeply offensive and deeply problematic. But I, I generally, generally speaking, don't like to be, and I do kind of take issue sometimes with people be of uh, being offended on behalf of other people who are not part of their group. And being that, I didn't want to, like, I felt it was wrong, but I was just like, I don't know whether, like, being offensive, finding this offensive on behalf of other people whom I think will think this is problematic uh, will be offensive. So, to wrap up on this, and then I I might talk about one or two other things, but no, no, this this is good. We'll just address, no, I'll talk about a couple other things, and, uh, some comics and stuff, but, uh, yeah, just, I can't even recommend that people watch Bright, like, I can't recommend it, I kind of, here, okay, here is the final word on Bright, on Netflix, is, I want other people to watch it, (laughs) just so we can have a discussion about it. And maybe I should have waited to record this podcast and then post it up 
at a later date, but I, I, I just have a feeling that there actually aren't going to be enough people that I know who are also nerds who watched Bright, who are also aren't white, who I will be able to discuss this with enough of them in, on, and so that I can get them on a podcast. And by the time that all that happens, the time that this is sort of topical will have gone away. But, yeah. So, I will say watch Bright if you want. If you are curious, even if you are morbidly curious. Those are the people I want to hear from, by the way. If you want to, if you're watching Bright, like you're going to hate watch it. And, and your, your hate watching it is, all of your hate is confirmed. Uh, I want to hear from you guys as well. If there's anybody who, who like, isn't a white person who saw Bright and actually liked it, I would love to hear from you too. I just, I, there, there are certain things, there are certain films or shows that are so bad that, oh, by the way, the, the dramatic stuff in this, in the movie doesn't work at all. By the way, and a lot of that has to do with that. A lot of the drama is supposed to be pulled from the whole race relations things, and that totally doesn't work. So, so none of the drama works. I almost wish it had been like they had just gone like action in it and didn't. Yeah, I, I really do like the fact that he he tried that Max Landis and David Ayer like uh, tried to do some sort of social commentary thing with this. Which, on a certain level, I understand, but it's also just people who not should have known better, but it was just like, man, that was a mistake. Like, don't, don't, you shouldn't have done that. So, yeah, uh, I really want to hear from other people about this. We don't have to have a long discussion. If you want to yell at me, if you disagree with anything that I've said, especially any like the positive things, or you want to confirm or deny, I would love to hear from you at NerdProQuo on Twitter or at Murdoch22, like my actual personal Twitter. You can you can totally at me on Twitter about these things, and I am totally fine with it. I mean, I do have a limit, so at a certain point I'll probably just go okay I'm out on this conversation whether I still want to talk about it or not like I will probably at a certain point just stop discussing these things with people but yeah that is bright on Netflix sigh in any event uh more positive things just a couple quick things I want to uh, address uh, kind of super late on them I will say uh the new I think it's the invincible wasp comic book is fantastic and like Marvel's doing really a spider in spite of like their comics like a lot of uh, some of them you know what I'm not even gonna the sentence I was about to say I'm not gonna say uh Invincible Watch is fantastic it's great uh you should check it out I will say if you have not bought uh um Spider-Man Homecoming there's some great, uh, hilarious bonuses. I know people don't generally think about really the bonuses on DVDs or Blu-rays anymore, or even buy Blu-rays anymore. A lot of people just buy shit uh, dig digitally. But the bonus material on Spider-Man Homecoming especially is worthwhile. You could probably actually look up some of this on YouTube. You don't necessarily have to buy a Blu-ray, but eh, fuck it, whatever. Uh, there's an entire set of... Captain America PSAs that are hilarious, and you should 
definitely uh, check those out if you get the chance. What else? There's a couple things. I mean, there has been some animes that I've been watching briefly. I will get into them. I, I think uh, I already addressed Fate Apocrypha. So that is cool. Waiting on some other stuff to come out. I know there there is apparently, which is fascinating to me, and I will have to I will talk to you guys about it when I actually do watch it. There is a new apparently a new chapter or version or just a standalone story of Full Metal Alchemist apparently coming out. So we'll see what happens with that. There is going to be, I am re-watching Cowboy Bebop, possibly one of the best animes of all time. You can dispute that if you want. I, you go right ahead, I don't mind. We're going to be uh, addressing some a much longer conversation about Cowboy Bebop, actually, in a later episode of Anime Nostalgia, which is coming back in the new year. It's just, uh, I've been finishing out some stuff, so it's going to be, uh, if you want to know, uh, we're back to plugs again, apparently. Like I said, solo episode live processing of the thoughts. So, going to be talking about, uh, in anime, a later episode of Anime Nostalgia, going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop, Samurai 7, Basilisk, uh, we're definitely going to be addressing in a later episode. We're going to be coming back, and in fact, with the discussion of Basilisk, Basilisk we're going to be coming back to a, con a conversation about Ninja Scroll, which, uh, from a completely different perspective than I think when I originally watched it, uh, it is an a, a acknowledged classic, but uh, there's some stuff to unpack in that movie, I'll tell you. Like there are in many anime. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, there's some previews that we're going to discuss probably on a later episode some stuff that's come out, uh, and yeah, I think that's it for this solo episode. Uh, some huge stuff coming up, but uh, in the meantime, stay nerdy, y'all.